This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I had a chance to chat with Alex Katuzian, Senior Vice President and General Manager of Mobile, Compute, and Infrastructure for Qualcomm, about the company's Snapdragon Summit event. In part one of a three-part interview, I talked with Alex about what the latest Snapdragon processor will enable on the next generation of flagship phones. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. So let's, let's kick things off with a discussion of your flagship product, your Snapdragon mobile processor, which powers all the flagship phones from OnePlus to Samsung. Uh, before we get into the details of the new platform, it's going through a bit of a change in branding, right? What, what's going on there? Yeah, I mean the you know the the crux of the brand has always been the number eight, and you know people people associate the number eight with premium tier capabilities um, when it comes to Snapdragon, so and that that just seemed to fit well um, with uh, you know with our with our customers and consumers that are using the Snapdragon products, and they kind of look for that you know the the you know, it used to be a four-digit, three-digit, and they kind of look for that eight, and they understand that that eight represents premium tier capability. So, um, you know, we decided to have, uh, you know, start start off this year with uh, Snapdragon 8 Gen 1, and then uh, subsequent years to go to Gen 2, Gen 3, but Snapdragon 8 is really the crux of premium tier capability when it comes to handsets. And, and uh, Roger, you know, we've, we've used eight... Uh, for our compute as well. So we've had 8CX, Gen 1, Gen 2, and, and now Gen 3. Yeah, this, well, it's uh, it's fitting because 8 is obviously a lucky number in Asian culture. And we were wondering what was going to happen since we were at 888 last year and it felt like, well, you're starting to run out of room for triple-digit numbers. So uh, make, making things a little bit simpler, um, I, I'm, I'm curious, This is is this part of an effort for Qualcomm to make itself and the Snapdragon brand brand more of a household name? Because right now, if you are you know, technically savvy, you probably understand what a Snapdragon processor is. But for most folks, you know, it's a thing inside your phone or, or whatever device. Is that sort of the ultimate goal with this move? Yeah, I mean, partially, yes. And partially to make it simpler for people to realize <clears throat> if it's Snapdragon 8, it's synony- synonymous with uh, technology that's evolving uh, year after year, bringing better and better user experiences to to phones and compute devices, and so um, making that making that as part of our brand recognition. Snapdragon by itself is already a very powerful brand. It has a lot of good feedback, a lot of good recognition. Um, but then Snapdragon Eight as the premium capabilities of that whole brand is uh, is the goal. All right. Well, let's let's switch gears and talk about the new Snapdragon 8 Gen 1. What can we expect from this processor? Well, every year we bring a slew of capabilities to, to, um, to our customers and, and, and get them to realize how the user experience can change. So normally we had, you know, we, we always concentrated on five technology pillars. 
which was, you know, the, the CPU, the central processing unit that goes into a Snapdragon and kind of computes everything out. Uh, the, the graphics processing unit that allows, for example, the, the, um, the user interface runs on the, the graphics portion of the, uh, of the application processor, that, the processor that's inside the phone. And then uh, gaming is, is another big, big use case. Um, Roger, I don't know if you know, but gaming, mobile gaming makes more revenue than all the other gaming segments uh, combined in the world. Uh, you know, consoles, PCs, the whole thing. So mobile gaming makes more money than all the other ones combined. So having a, a strong graphics capability in the phone is very important for mobile gaming. So that's two. So the central processing unit, the graphics, graphics processing unit, artificial intelligence that you know helps you with everyday use cases. Like for example, when you want to take a picture, usually you have to go and mess with the settings and try to figure out whether you know you don't, do you have enough light? Do you have too much light? How can I zoom into something? How can I capture a fast moving object? All that stuff gets set for you by these artificial intelligent algorithms that will go to use as soon as as you as as it recognizes you're taking a picture it'll do that or for example translate a speech into text or translate a speech from one language to another language those are all ai capabilities and then the fourth uh pillar is camera so any type of picture and uh videography and photography that you want to go through and then last but not least was connectivity through through the modem and you know we're on our uh, we have a 10 gigabit per second modem now available in the market today, which will be integrated into this device. So those were the five pillars um, that we concentrated on from a technology perspective. Uh, but this year we're going to take it a step further and, and talk about user experiences. And we're going to have six user experience pillars. Um, and and we what we wanted the uh, the audience to understand is that. It's not all about technology, but it's really about user experiences and how they can improve. So for example, photography and videography, gaming, uh, sound, uh, for sound clarity, music clarity, um, video capability that you would watch or you would, or you would capture and send, send to somebody. Those are the types of experiences that we wanna concentrate on, including other things such as security, which is another big item that people are always worried about because your personal items, for example, your keys, your credit cards, your bank information is all kind of stored digitally in the phone these days. So we wanna make sure security is a big item that people pay attention to. Well, so let me, yeah, let me stop you there for a sec because uh, you know, obviously these are all uh, very important aspects of a phone, um, but, you know, we talked about these pillars, at least the five pillars initially last year. And I guess maybe to give us um, more of a tangible look at how things are improved. Like if you're looking at the next flagship phone running on the Snapdragon 8 Gem 1, uh, like what exactly would I be able to do with that phone that I couldn't do with previous generations? And, and I ask this because, you know, phones generally are pretty good now, right? Like the flagship phones in particular, you know they're they're super fast, great cameras, all that stuff, and the the progress you're seeing from generation to generation now is getting smaller and smaller. So I'm I'm curious for folks who are interested in the, the next generation flagship phones and what you know your chip 
actually enables? Like what, what tangibly changes? What, how does the experience actually change with things like gaming or with photography? So, so um, let's, let's look at a couple of these experiences, which I think is, is very important for people to, to understand and realize. Um, you know, photography, you know, people, people want to capture every moment uh, that, that, that they have because their camera phone, the, the phone that has a very good camera is available to them instantaneously all the time. So being able to, being able to capture the moment, being able to record the moment and share with people is, is very important. And um, with, with, the, with the Snapdragon 8 Gen 1, the photography is kind of taken to the next level. Videography and photography is taken to the next level. Uh, first of all, there's a huge amount of data that you can capture with the with the um, the camera capability that this chipset and software offers. Um, you know, you can have uh, uh, multiple pictures being captured at the moment, so you would never miss it, and then concatenate it together for the best shot possible, and then offer it to the user. Um, we are we are capturing we are able to capture 4K uh, video in uh, what's called high dynamic range. Uh, and that term is, a, it's a little bit of technical term, but it allows you to adjust your camera to any light that is available to you and make the colors vibrant in that light so that you don't get a uh, blurry shot or a, you know, the, the scene that you're taking is fully blurred out because the light's not enough we enable a lot of those things to become crisp and clear in any light, in any condition that you're in. Um, and then in the social environment, if you, if, you look at, if you look at the social environment today with 5G, uh, one thing that uh, 4G LTE brought to users was that even in, in low signal areas, you were able to stream audio and receive your, your playlist wherever you were at. With 5G, Video is replacing that capability, and in in any condition, you'll you'll able to you'll be you'll be able to downstream video to your phone or upstream video to the people you're sharing with. And in the social environment these days, capturing and sharing video is very important, and it happens multiple times during the day. So the best quality, the best capabilities available to the to the user gives them a much better experience, much better. Day to day experience that they can go to. So as we talk about some of these experiences and they're helpful, you know, one of the other aspects of each new processor tends to be you know battery power, and, and that's obviously another big factor for consumers looking at their their next phone. And well, I guess can you tell me about how much more battery or power efficient these new processors are? Well, we you know what we do, um, it's kind of difficult to pinpoint the exact. Uh, number of improvements that you get, but one measure, one measure to go after is days of use. And days of use can consist of the pattern by which you use your phone during the day. And what we do is we pay attention to those. We work with our uh, partners in the ecosystem quite closely to try to figure out how can we optimize the days of use around, um, you know, around a user and, and what type of typical use cases do they go through. So, for example, you know, talking on the phone, how many how many minutes of the day that is, possibly uh, uh, streaming and looking at video, 
uh, uploading video capabilities, how many photographs may you take during the day, um, what maybe you'll spend 10, 15 minutes, half an hour playing a game uh, or watching a video, uh, your favorite show. So we kind of collect all of those use cases and we kind of share that with our ecosystem partners. And we come up with a days of use, um, uh, a bunch of cases for days of use uh, uh, ability. And then, and then what we do is we try to improve that generation after generation. And we pay particular attention on the system side to make sure we have software optimizations, make sure we have hardware optimizations, um, make sure we offload tasks that are happening, you know, processing tasks that are happening on a daily basis to um, particular circuits in the design that can use less and less power. So it all adds up to give you a better, uh, a better use case throughout the day. And uh, we, every year we have improvements. But the reason why I'm not quoting you a particular number is because the phone at the end of the day is determined, the specs are determined by our OEM partners. So they may have a smaller battery or a larger battery. Uh, they, may, they may have, uh, uh, they may uh, sacrifice some use cases in favor of others. So when you look at all those trade-offs, uh, you know, your specs are gonna be different for each phone. But every year with our designs, we have improvements in days of use and improvements in power dissipation uh, for, for our premium tier technology. That's it for the first part of our conversation. Stay tuned tomorrow as we talk about PCs and how Qualcomm stacks up against Apple's M1 chip. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or sign up for direct text messages from me by heading to cnet.co slash daily charge. If you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.